For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger For the ones who get it done. Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. What's going on, Commanders fans? I'm joined with the legendary Mitch Tischler. How you doing, man? I'm doing great, Double A. How are you, bud? Man, I'm solid, man. Down here covering... Covering Washington from Texas, which is which is it's kind of cool. The internet does makes it where it don't matter. So, <laughs> um, but just watching and being on this side of things for the past couple of years, this team can be a headache a little bit, right? I mean, listen, I, I started covering the team in 2007, so I, I've seen a lot a lot here in DC, and uh, you know, grew up in the area. So, there's always something to talk about. There's always news. There's always uh, there's always always something. Yeah, and I know whenever I texted you to to ask you to come on and join me, I had one thing in mind. I was like, we'll talk about what could potentially be happening. And then, boom, <laughs> something changes uh, in perfect Washington fashion. Dan Quinn's hired as the head coach. What was your initial thought of Dan Quinn being hired as a new head coach? I mean, I, I wasn't that surprised by it. I think when you look at the – uh, if you were reading the tea leaves with with uh, Adam Peters and Josh Harris's press conference about what they were looking for, it sounded like they wanted somebody you know more in that in that leadership role. I understand for fans, it's not the most inspiring hire in the world, but yeah. um, he's a guy who, who has been there and done that before. And if you want to talk about you know the leadership portion of it, you've seen across you know Twitter and the internet today, former players of his are excited and and. You know, I love hearing guys like Logan Paulson talk about him, you know, being excited to come to work every day and how he inspires guys to come out and play. And that's an important thing. And, you know, uh, I think that I think that, you know, fans who think that he's Ron Rivera 2.0 are, you know, merely looking at uh, numbers on a page and and not kind of diving a little bit deeper into it, because there are a lot of differences between those two guys. And honestly, the biggest one is that um, Dan Quinn's not going to have player personnel control. And, you know, Ron did. Ron spent far too much time concentrating on things that weren't football. And, uh, you know, that's uh, that's that's not what Dan Quinn's going to do. It can be tough. I, I was pitching yesterday. I was like, well, if it is Dan Quinn, I'd want him to be so heavily focused on the defense to where, you know, it was like, hey, leave the team, but then focus heavily on the defense and get a veteran uh, at an OC that you don't have to mentor. Uh, I was texting with the coach Brian. He was saying, I guess Gary Kubiak's name has been floated around as a potential OC candidate. Have you heard that too? Well, I think his son might have a better chance. Clint Kubiak, who's in San Francisco mm-hmm. right now as a QB's coach, and then maybe you bring in Gary as a you know senior offensive yeah. advisor or some you know capacity there. But you know, I, like I, I think that you can be excited about the hire because he inspires you know so much out of players, and yeah. you know you've been in locker rooms before that. Ron Rivera did a great job of being friends, you know, of getting to be friends with the players and, yeah. you know, getting to know them as people and connecting with them in that form. He didn't do a great job connecting with them as a football coach. And at the end of the day, yeah. you know, that's the most important thing he's going to do. And, you know, Dan Quinn, a guy by, by all accounts is somebody, 
you know, who inspires guys to come out and want to play. And and that's an important piece that Washington hasn't had in a while. Yeah, you ain't lying. I mean, you look at the way that the Dallas defense had responded. Take away that Green Bay playoff loss. The way that they had played and responded pretty much every other game was something that you wouldn't be mad about if it was in burgundy and gold. So um, that's just one of those hires that you you almost feel like it's a letdown because, I mean, the whole offseason has been great so far, right? You get the GM that you want and everything's kind of going in your favor. Now, all of a sudden, you're getting your third choice, but I don't think I don't think it'll be all the way a bad thing. I think it could work out to be pretty well. Yeah, I mean, listen, we've all been, you know, maybe not you because you were, you know, a football superstar your whole life, but we've all been spurned by a girl before in our life. You know, you're talking to her for a while, you're flirting, you think things are going well, you know, you're asking her to go out on dates, and then all of a sudden she ghosts you, and that's kind of what Ben Johnson did to these guys. And you know, it's it's unfortunate it didn't work out. And I know folks were super excited about having kind of that young offensive mind, but there was no guarantee he was going to be, you know, a slam dunk head coach, and there's no guarantee that Dan Quinn is either but you know you look at the the head coach portion of it where you want a guy who's a leader and that's clearly who he is and then you talked a little bit about the defenses in Dallas and they created turnovers and he was creative in his in his defensive play calling and you know and and made changes you know throughout his career to adjust to the ever-changing NFL you look at the way they use Micah Parsons around there you know they moved him all over the field and they tried to find him advantageous matchups and, you know, get him against a a guard who's not ready to go or a tackle who he can beat with his speed. That's something that Washington hasn't had. There's been zero creativity on defense in the entire Jack Del Rio, Ron Rivera era. And so, you know, you think about some of those pieces that they have on the defensive side of the ball and how they might be and how Dan Quinn might be able to use them a little bit gets you a little bit excited. You start thinking about, hey, you know, what if you're able to move, you know, John Allen to the outside or, or Deron Payne, you know, around a little bit and get them into, you know, situations where they can where they can win one-on-one. Yeah. And Dallas, you know, as a whole did a good job of getting to the QB, rushing their four down linemen. They didn't bring a ton of pressure. You know, they, they dropped guys back. And, and so you hope that they're able to, 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 to kind of bring some of that uh, over to Washington and, and the right. commander's defense can pick up like that. You ain't lying. You ain't lying. I think there's some good pieces over there that you can work with. They're miss, missing a little bit in the linebacking core, and maybe you know everybody would love to have a Micah Parsons, but at least having somebody who's going to affect the game off the edge, almost at will, that'd be nice to have as well. Uh, I got some housekeeping to do. Our folks over there at BetOnline.ag, those are our sponsors. All right, make sure y'all check them out. They have our code. Use our code. Yeah, believe B L E A V. Get the fifty percent welcome bonus. They got all types of sports, Mitch. You got esports. They got golf. They got hockey. So you can you know bet on the caps and see how those guys are doing. Uh, win you some money that way as well. So betonline.ag is where the game starts. Uh, now my next thing is how how do you think that this head coach hire is going to affect the selection at two because I was listening to an episode that you were on on the Burgundy Zone and you mentioned what 19 of the past 21 years has been a division winner went from last to first right and I'd been on a couple of those teams one of them was in Miami they picked Jake Long first overall in, in 2008 and then you think about when Shanahan Mike and then Kyle both built their teams they quickly went to that left tackle do you think that Adam Peters could be affected by that? Could that be a player? Do you think it's a slam dunk quarterback? Listen, I am a guy that will advocate for the O line every step of the way, and and I've been yelling about the way that Ron has built this O line 
for the past four years. And so it does need to change. But at number two, you have to go quarterback. You only have so many opportunities to go and pick a top a top tier quarterback, you know, and this is that. It's also a deep tackle draft. So you can get a starting left tackle, whether it's at early in the th- early in the second round, or you pair those second round picks up to move up back into the first round to go get your guy. Um, in free agency, I think you can you can you can shore it up a little bit more. Yeah. But to me, it's there's there's no doubt that you got to go um, you got to go quarterback there. I think that the top to have that to have that guy in place on a rookie deal is clearly the way to succeed in the NFL today. And um, and I think they're going to go out and do it. And I, I don't think that the Dan Quinn hire should change that or will change that too much. And, you know, going back to the player personnel portion of it, Dan Quinn might want to go pick the best defensive player on the board. He might want to go get, you know, the best edge rusher, you know, early in that draft. But Adam Peters is going to be the guy that's running that draft room. Yeah. And uh, I think he understands the, the value of, you know, the value of quarterback. I think there's got to be, I think it'll be refreshing to to be able to not have to be so locked in at watching everybody. You know what I mean? That's what I feel like bringing in a veteran, like a, a Quinn, let him, let him focus on that defense can be big. Uh, what, what free agency pickups do you see that could affect that defensive side uh, for Washington? Yeah. I mean, I think when you look kind of big picture at what's happening around the league or what's, what's available right now, um, on the offensive side of the ball, I think most of that's going to come from the draft, and I think they're going to try and build the defensive side through for agency. There depends on you know um, fifth year options and and uh, you know what what certain teams are going to do. But sure. there's a bunch of edge rushers that are available out there. You know, kind of big time names. Uh, Brian some Burns of and Josh right. Allen come to mind. Those are the two biggest names out there, um, and I think that the Commanders need to swing big um, at pass rusher because that's one of the biggest holes on defenses they have they have a lot of cash and those are two guys who seemingly will be dominant for for years to come so um i think the defensive big swings are going to come in free agency i think uh, cam curl needs to get a new deal uh, I'm ex- i'd be excited to see what dan quinn can do with him he's not the same player as cam chancellor by any means but they both were safeties and obviously quinn was in seattle with the legion of boom yeah. and i liked a lot of the you know that buffalo nickel kind of situation uh having kind of a bigger safety play a little closer to the line of scrimmage is something that the legion of boom kind of started with cam chancellor so i like the idea of you know the creativity that dan quinn brings on defense and you think about what he can do with a piece that like cam curl who can play a bunch of different positions and you know and be successful out there so um i I think i think defense is going to be built through free agency and the offense will be added to through the draft is kind of the way that i'm kind of big picture seeing what they're going to do this offseason yeah, I, I got to thinking about some of Dallas's impending, you know, free agents in the next year or two as well. Like, you know, could – who knows? I don't think Micah Parsons makes his way out of Dallas. But, hey, I mean, he may love Dan Quinn enough that he tries to, you know, slide up there if they, things get to going well. What do you think about that? I mean, were you reading the, the um, Micah Parsons quotes about Dan Quinn? Dan, he's all in on Dan Quinn, talked about him, you know, being a, an incredible leader and, and yeah. uh, you know, he wants to run through a brick wall for him and all those different things. Michael Parsons, I don't think is a free agent for another three, two seasons, yeah, probably three wild. years from now. So yeah. And, and that, you know, the, the franchise tags and all that, it, it could be a while before Michael Parsons <laughs> gets a chance to hit free agency. I don't think Michael Parsons is going to come here, but I, I think that you 
can see a guy who likes to use players in creative ways. Yeah. And, you know, maybe it's a Brian Burns, you know, that they are able to, to move around a little bit. You know, maybe it's John Allen who they're able to get, you know, more creative with. Jamin Davis is a ton of athleticism, yeah. you know, just obviously, you know, hasn't, hasn't turned it onto the football field yet, but you think about guys with kind of elite traits. And when you have a coach who's able to try and take advantage or tries to take advantage of them, I think that's an exciting proposition for a defense. Facts. I like that. I like everything you're saying there, man. <laughs> I, I literally had a whole page of like potential coaching hires, but then it just, you just throw that stuff all away. Um, and get it out of here. So tell me this, what's, what is going new in the world for you that, that you're excited about that you want to share with the people? Yeah. Um, you know, we're, uh, we have the Beltway football podcast. We're working with monumental sports now, so that's a little bit different, but we have a weekly, uh, show on monumental sports, which is, uh, same channel. I used to watch, uh, NBC sports Washington on, which is, uh, cool. It's myself and JP Finley. Um, okay. we'll be heading out to the combine and draft and getting, uh, all the coverage heading in. So, I like it, man. How you exciting. like being on? How you like being on on the other side of the camera? You know, when you were in DC and and I, and I, I was we were covering you, I, you were catching touchdowns, running to my camera, you know, in the back of the end zone. Uh, things have changed a lot. It's different. Um, you know this this new world where podcasts and streams and YouTube and all that stuff is around. It's cool having an opportunity to uh, you know to have a to have a voice and and. Uh, and get to talk about the team that, that, I've, that I've been around so much. So it's uh, it's it's a lot different. Good man, good for you. I love to see it. I love I love connecting with all the old media people. So that's why I always try to give good quotes because I figured somewhere down the line be able to reconnect and they wouldn't have to be like Armstrong was an asshole. So I no, dude, you were you were you were one of the best. I actually I had a question for you. What do you what do you um, got? One of the big things that I think is missing with this team has been kind of player leadership, you know, kind of having the captains that, that can step up. And part of it is that, you know, most of the team captains are guys who have been in Washington their entire careers and haven't seen kind of NFL elsewhere and aren't necessarily, you know, guys who, who speak up a lot. They're more, you know, do as I do, not not do as I say. How important, I, how important was it for you having a guy like London Fletcher in the locker room and having some of those veterans who could, who could speak up, how much of a difference uh, does that make? And how important is it for, for this team to get somebody like that in there? Man, I've been screaming it from the mountaintops over here on my side too, Mitch. I think that's definitely something that you've been missing. Um, and it's, it's not necessarily just that you've been through Washington the whole time. And sometimes that's just kind of how you've always been able to operate. Just keep doing the right way. And then people follow you because you do a good job. Uh, but they, that is something that is dearly missed. I, I saw the, the NFL films clip with Roquan Smith and Ray Lewis, and they were breaking down the play and you could just feel the intensity, right? Like you could just put receivers in that room and the receivers would block harder because of those guys. Like having that player leader, you know that you need to step up because they will, they will get you off the field first. Like they will kick you. Armstrong ain't lining up right. Get him out of here, coach. Give me another guy. And the defensive coordinator is going to be like, Hey, Fletch spoke. And that, and that's how it is. So you'd rather have that player's trust than, than otherwise. So if, if they can find that, I don't know if they got to get it from another team or if somebody just has to flip the switch and, and take that leadership role, uh, it, it needs to be in, the, in that locker room quickly. Yeah. I mean, that's, you know, for me, uh, going back to Ron Rivera's time, you know, again, he, he, he 
did such a good job of, of connecting with the players as people, but not necessarily as a football coach. And, you know, after the season, we heard so much about 95% of the time he wasn't, you know, coaching the offense or defense. He was dealing with other stuff. Obviously, you know, he had his priorities kind of in the wrong place, I think, as as a head coach, because you got to coach football if you're going to be yeah. the head coach. But ultimately, there wasn't somebody in that locker room to kind of pick up those guys and, and get them going on their own. And so when I look around for agency, I don't know. I don't know if I know and who that guy is yeah. or I can identify him, but I do think it's important to bring in some vets, um, some guys who have been around. You see it on the field, though. You see it on the field when you see that one active linebacker that's lining people up and getting people around. Like that's that's that type of person that you see rather than just, well, coach called it. I'm going to run it. Like get up there and get vocal and put people in their right places, make the corrections because everybody's going to ride higher than that. I mean, sometimes you just got to have that dog in you. Right. It may yeah. not be. It may not even be a big school guy. I mean, I've seen. I mean, obviously, what Fletch went to what John Carroll. Yeah. Right. So he's a small guy, undersized. He had to be more vocal. And, you know, you, you can't be afraid to take that that leap. Right. And and to push up the standard of, of what you expect on the defense, because one thing to do it and then the back door and say it, um, people are going to have to raise their level of play. Right. There's a delicate line between following what the coaches call and undermining them in terms of lining people up in the right position and getting them going. But we've seen so much with this, especially with the secondary in Washington being in total confusion and not being in the right places. And I think as they kind of, you know, identify roles better and simplify things for guys, I think it'll, it'll move on this whole position flex shenanigans. I'd use a stronger word, but I don't know if you cuss on the spot um, can completely go out the window because to me, if you're not good enough to play tackle in college and they have to play you at both tackle and guard, you ain't going to be good enough to play tackle <laughs> in the pros. Like if you're not good enough to be the starting strong safety in college and they have to move you to you know a slot corner as well, you ain't good enough to do that in the pros either. So yeah. get rid of this position flex thing. Let's get guys in there who you know who who have the who have the ability to get their get their jobs done. Yeah, I'm I'm with you there. I mean, you see, I, I like I like what Quan could do. Uh, but position flex, you also have to have the creativity to allow them to be flexible in their positions, right? So you mentioned earlier there wasn't much creativity, but you got a whole bunch of interchangeable pieces. Um, those two things aren't meshing. So hopefully this new power structure, you know, they'll say you need these type of players. I'm going to find the best players that fit this. Trust trust in me or trust in Adam Peters to find those right guys that are going to fit uh, fit the bill for what you know Dan Quinn's trying to do offensively and defensively. Uh, so it, it's going to be interesting to see uh, just what goes on over there down there at the Senior Bowl in Mobile right now. You got anybody down there that's that's sending back any good nuggets? I don't. We don't have anyone down there right now. Uh, we've been all in on, on the coach search and trying to figure out what the heck this thing's going to be. So it's interesting to follow from down there, especially you know there's always guys that kind of kind of pop. Uh, mm-hmm. at, the, at that senior bowl. And, you know, a lot of times it's some of those small school guys. Yeah. So it's, it's exciting to see kind of where those things go. Um, but yeah. there's a lot, there's a lot coming. We'll be at the combine. Uh, yeah. I mean, that's going to be, you know, for, I think for the first time, there's a lot of excitement around the combine since, uh, since 2004 when they, or 2020 when they got, when they got chase. Yeah. I want to, let me ask you this. What do you feel like, soured on uh, those other coaches and, and where Washington went from being the bell of the ball of the, you know, like everybody's like, they got the money, they got the draft pick, they got the ownership group. How do you, why do you feel like it, it fell down to the end where 
you know, it wasn't a, a destination people wanted to go to. Yeah, I, I said it uh, on our pod a, a little while ago that this was a very attractive GM situation and maybe not such an attractive coach situation. Hmm. You know, as a GM, you're in control of that pick. You're in control of the free agency money. You know, there's – but when you look at the talent on the team, I think it's – you know, it, I think if we look at it fairly, it's in certainly in the bottom half of the league and probably the bottom, you know, five to ten of the league as well. And so if you're a coach coming in, you know, how many coaches uh, have an opportunity for, you know, two, three years, you know, and then – you know, get the boot only to find a winner afterwards. Hmm. You know, it's a, it's a tough situation to step into because the offensive line needs to be entirely, you know, redone. You're cu- you're coming in with a, with a rookie quarterback and, you know, there are goods and bad, as you know, there are good things and bad things with rookie quarterbacks and the defense has been terrible and you have a ton of money wrapped up in two defensive tackles, which is in a premier position. I mean, you know, you can look at it as, as a coach, there's a lot of work to be done here. As yeah. a GM, you you have all the pieces to make it to, to put the players in place that, that you want. And, uh, you know, it also goes back to, I think, you know, there's a changing in the guard, I think, between some of these older coaches and some of these young guys. Yeah. These young guys want player they – want, they want to be Bill Belichick before they're Bill Belichick. You know, yeah. they want player personnel control. They want to pick their players and, you know, and coach the team you know, before they've even had an opportunity to prove that they can be an effective head coach. And so I think Adam Peters being in place and being as solid as he is, is this is my team, you know, I'm the GM, like we'll, we'll be making the picks together, but like ultimately it's not the coach's decision on, on who they're taking. I think that probably, you know, made some things uh, uh, not look as, as flowery as we talked about. Man. That's interesting to see because I'm I was sitting there thinking like regardless of regardless of that other side of it I still think it's an attractive position even if you are just a coach because now okay if they I'm I'm a guy that likes to take a challenge I'm like okay if yeah. this is the bottom of the you know bottom half of the league or bottom tenth of the league you know team then hell I'll be let me be the one at least we have resources to to turn it around. It's not like and, – and Mitch Tisler himself said 19 out of 21 have went from worst to first in their division. And the way if you let the social media tell it, this team has been one a quarterback away from being a Super Bowl champion anyways. You might yeah. as well take a chance on yourself. So I, I, I will say, though, if you, if you look, at, look at Seattle's team and look at Washington team, like just the teams, the players that are there, Seattle's probably a more attractive option. You have – you know, a beast of a wide receiver core. You have two good running backs, you know, a veteran quarterback who you probably want to improve on, but certainly can get the job done in a defense that, you know, is good enough in a division that has, you know, some openings to to to, to go up there. So I, I you got two other playoff teams over there. Uh, you don't think the Rams? I think Super Bowl. I, lo- I love, <laughs> I love, I love Sean McVay. I think the Rams are, are, going to be in a cap in a bad cap situation coming up and are going to start downturning i don't believe in, come back to washington uh i would love that i think would you love that <laughs> i mean that, i might have to get back all these coaches yeah. get hired i need to get into coaching or scouting somebody Shit, no. send me the tape i'll do it from here i gotta I mean, slow it i'll go to houston if i need to 
Commanders need someone who can beat beat everyone over the top. They need man, you back I ain't running, team. I ain't running that man route, bro. You're not gonna have me pulling <laughs> hamstrings trying to run around. I will gladly look at the tape. I will gladly, you know, help in some other regard. But you know that I mean, San, I mean Seattle is they got a great facility. Everybody talking about facilities. The Kansas City Chiefs were on the bottom, like they were, I think, fifth worst in facilities. Yeah, in the locker room. And and they got Super Bowls, so let's not say that Mike McDonald chose Seattle over the facility, though. Did you play? Did you play? Have you been to the Seattle facility up there? I haven't been to their facility, but I did catch a Ooh. touchdown in their stadium. I know. It's, I mean, hell, they ran by Microsoft, right, Paul Allen? I mean, it's a, it's so incredible up there. I, I think my favorite my favorite piece of it is they built it on this like piece of land that was all forested behind uh, behind the practice fields. Mm-hmm. And over the years now, developers have gone and built houses back there. Mm-hmm. So now folks sit out on their back porch and can just like look down on, on Seahawks practice from their from their back porch. It's See? it's pretty funny. That's crazy. And it's like right up against the water too, isn't it? Oh, it's it's beautiful over there. It's beautiful. Yeah, that's, that's a that's a beautiful setting. I get that. Uh, yeah, but I mean, I don't know. I, you can't get mad at it. I mean, that's a hell of an organization, and, and Mike McDonald gets to win, gets to go out there and challenge. He gets to go, to go up against San Francisco, going up against the Rams. Uh, the Raiders got their new guy, Antonio Pierce. Uh, so, oh, it's going to be interesting what happens out there in Seattle. But I, I think yeah. that Dan Quinn, Dan Quinn should bring make the he'll, he'll make this rivalry a little bit more interesting. I'll tell you that much. It's certainly I certainly love the love the idea that they're bringing in a guy who knows the NFC East and knows kind of how things run out here. Because I, I, I you look across the different divisions in the NFL, and I just think they, that the, the the rivalry aspects of what happens within the NFC East is kind of played differently than 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 all the other places than all the other divisions. No, uh, yeah, for real, that, that's the truth. I mean, we've been on the side, been on the side of both of those all those games, Lord E. Never really Are you gonna go run over to the do? star and uh, try and see if you can find Dan Quinn as he's cleaning out his uh, office over there. Man, you know what? Nah, I'm, I'm gonna just see if I can catch him. <laughs> I'll just catch him when he gets up to Washington. Uh, I'll give him some tips on some places to go eat, though. I could do that. What was your favorite spot up here? Man, they built up so much. Now nah, I used to kill some Five Guys. Oh my gosh. <laughs> oh my gosh. And then when I did the show with Lake, we we had it down at I want to say it was Calypso's down there in Reston. It was a, they had some uh, like Greek food, like a little gyro, gyro, gyro. Yeah, gyro. gyro. <laughs> one of them. The, you know what it is with lamb yeah, and yeah. speaky sauce. Oh, yeah. That's like there. Mm. Shit, magic. Say magic feet. I can't talk today, but that's all good. Mitch, I appreciate you coming on the show, man. Absolutely. Anytime you want to, I'm happy to chop it up with uh, one of my favorite receivers. I love it, man. I love it, folks. Appreciate y'all. Hey, y'all follow Mitch at Mitch underscore Tischler on X and and maybe any other platforms he has. But check him out over there, get in the conversation. You can check out his Beltway pod as well. Uh, Thanks to the folks over there at BetOnline.ag. They were holding it down for us. And give us a follow. Shout us out on Believe Commanders on XIG, uh, YouTube, all that good stuff. Get in the conversation. Let me know. Let us know. What do you think of the Dan Quinn hire? And I'm glad that we get to move on to the draft. So we get to focus on that next. For Mitch Tischler, I'm Anthony Armstrong. I'll catch you guys later. Peace out. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.
You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.